Hi, and welcome to No Load Time, episode one. My name's Obed Velez. I'm one of your hosts. Thank you for joining us. And uh, with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. <laughs> What's good, Obed? I love that intro, by the way. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, uh, this is episode one, guys. So we're so glad to have you guys around with us again for the next episode. Um, now this, you're going to see the full layout of the show and, and how we go. So you know, the first thing to jump right into it is you know what we've been up to because so much has happened since we last spoke. Uh, what's been going on, Obed? So uh, not, not much. Uh, last time we, we talked, uh, uh, I, I continued my, uh, my quest on... Uh, Persona 5, um, putting about, I think, about seven hours over the weekend. And nice. uh, um, was able to get pretty pretty far in onto the uh, second dungeon. Uh, so uh, I think I'm almost done, uh, if I'm not wrong. So uh, I guess I'll know tomorrow. I'm, pro- I'm probably going to put some time on it tomorrow. Uh, that game's real good, man. Um, the story's real good. Uh, it, it's the improvements that it has made over uh especially quality of life improvements uh for some reason i feel like this game has a lot faster pace compared to persona 4 uh persona 4 gave you a lot more freedom uh, on things to do at night uh this okay. one's, yeah this one's really uh funneling you into a certain things that we kind of all know is like you need to go to sleep basically <laughs> um and uh and uh, but uh i'm impressed with some of the some of the improvements that they've made uh uh like we spoke about before uh this really feels like a natural evolution of of the jrpg of the traditional j turn-based jrpg um i found it really interesting that uh that if you do you, have you have you ever played you play one, some of the fan, uh, classic uh, like JRPGs, Final Fantasies, and whatnot, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. So you know how if you don't use a character on your party, that character is not going to level up. That's right. Yep. So in this game, they uh, if you if you um, if you take I can't remember which one it is, but one of the confidants gives you an ability where uh, party members that are not active still level up and i find that that was like uh this is great because that's one of the things that i really hate is like i really like this this character uh but it's too under leveled and even if i put this character on a dungeon with more you know uh higher level characters i'm probably gonna that character is probably still gonna get you know oh for. yeah oh yeah so so that was a big problem that all jrpgs had that this one addressed in a very uh in a very good way so um also the fast travel inside the dungeon is it's really good so uh so props to atlas they really planned this one out and uh um some of the some of the cliches that uh that came with traditional jrp turn-based jrpgs uh are, are being ironed out so uh so i'm really happy Really excited with that game, and uh, can't wait to put some more time. I I love to hear positives on those games, man. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's, a, it's its own. You know, we talked about it before. It's its own. You know, style of game, but it's very niche. But, yep. But it's good to hear that kind of feedback from a fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, another game that I've been playing that I hadn't played in a in a very long time. Um, 
I played Final Fantasy X on the Vita. Um, actually finished it um, over over the weekend and did some of the side quests. Uh, uh, I think I'm only missing like one big portion of of what the side quests are. Right. And um, so so here's here's all right. So um, I'm a I'm a I'm, I really love Final Fantasy 13. <laughs> I know I know that that people like to hate on that game because it was you know quote unquote hallway simulator and uh, you know some of the characters had some issues to that wasn't a big deal to me. Uh, to me it was fine. Uh, but Final Fantasy 10 man is a great game, but that game is really really linear. like yeah. Even, even more linear than 13 i found so um it's just the only difference is that on 13 you couldn't go back to previously explored areas of uh you know the world where here you can uh that's the biggest difference and maybe that you know for some people that uh that uh, uh that alone is saving grace for final fantasy 10 but uh, I found it extremely linear, and I loved every second of it. It was great. Uh, I, you know, finished it. Like I said, did a lot of side quests. I think I'm all, I'm about like 55, 56 hours in. Um, really enjoyed playing it again. I hadn't played it in over ten years. Wow! And uh, uh, it was refreshing because it was great to go back and you know see these characters and and I, I remember talking to you uh, a couple of weeks ago and telling you it's like man I even remember the one-liners and the and the couple of you know funny jabs here and there and and the terrible voice acting in some areas and oh yeah and the, and the funky animation on some of the NPCs but uh, yeah <clears throat> so going back Final Fantasy 13 man that's not that terrible but uh, yeah 10 was good. Had a lot of fun with it. Um, also on the Vita uh, uh, last week, uh, there was the uh, the Golden Sale, uh, the Golden Week Sale on PSN, uh, and I grabbed uh, Grow Mark of the Wolves. It's uh, Grow is the Japanese name for the Fatal Fury games that came out on the arcade and the Neo Geo. So uh, the Grow Mark of the Wolves is the last of the Fatal Fury games. Uh, I ha I still have my my copy for the Dreamcast on that one. That that port for the Dreamcast is really bad. The audio is all over the place, and that Dreamcast controller was just not great. Um, <laughs> but uh, that game's real good. Those sprites, that you know, two D sprite art that game has is phenomenal, and and it still holds up really well to this day. Um, well, the only thing, the only issue I have with it is. Uh, it's the AI. It has that cheap arcade AI that after you get past, you know, your third opponent, and the, the spike in AI is just ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and it's, you know, it's a, uh, it's it's almost offensive. So even even playing it at like medium and you know easy settings, uh, it, it was pretty difficult for me to get to the end. So I was surprised. Like I can't. I don't remember this being this hard. And uh, and, and maybe it was the Dreamcast port that I was used to, you know, uh, play back in the day. But um, uh, it was good. I played it for a while. Not, not I didn't put too much, too much time on it. So uh, 
played it briefly. Uh, that's pretty much it, man. Oh, um, I I finally finished the original, or or not the original because it's only one, but uh, Death Note because it was it's on Netflix, and uh, I started watching it a few years ago. I watched like two or three episodes, and I thought it was phenomenal. But I never went back and watched it, so I finished it, man. And that thing is really freaking good. Wow. Yeah, now I remember why it was so hyped back then uh, when it came out because that is then it's a phenomenal not just anime but series overall. Uh, the storytelling is is incredible and um, in a very long time I haven't felt like I felt like the, there's there's one episode towards the end where where I can actually feel myself getting oh like like heart palpitations it's like what's gonna happen uh netflix worthy it was so good so good man so uh the animation still still holds up uh i think this came back and came out back in uh 06 uh i think it was 06 209 that it came out um but uh it's phenomenal and i started watching it because i was really intrigued by the the Death Note uh, teaser that came out with uh, with Willem Dafoe playing the uh, Chinigami. So okay, so it's that's going to come out in, in August on Netflix, and uh, you know that to me it looks really interesting. I know that it's getting a lot of hate because of the casting, and although there's no Japanese, I, I really don't care. Uh, you know, it's it's an adaptation, so they can do whatever they want. Uh, uh, but it looks interesting, so so we'll see that how co- that that you know how that comes out. Um, I didn't get to grab any grab any movies over the weekend or watch anything, you know, movie wise. But I know you did. Oh yeah, here it comes, guys. Oh man, here here it comes. Yeah. So since we last spoke, um, that was over the weekend, and yeah. I spent that weekend. The first thing I do, it's a tradition. This is you know, this time of May, the first week of May is always a free comic book day. That's first Saturday of May, typically. Um, so that was that was free comic book day, and I was real excited about it. So I did do that first, and that was really awesome because you know there's only there used to be two comic book shops by where I am, and unfortunately the one of the one of them had to move. So there's only one uh, closest to me. So that's that's the one I went to, and it was great to see that there was a line for the building to come in, seeing people coming out, fathers and 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 you know, coming with their kids and entire families, you know, the mom's there, the kids there, everybody's getting a, a free comic book. And not only that, just getting the free, but where times in the past, um, you would see people just, just being there, you know, just to get the free comic book, but then they would miss the sale items. You know, now what I saw on this last Saturday, at least to this shop that I went to, I would say, Close to 70% of the people that were there were actually not only getting a free comic book, but also buying other comic books that they saw there. So that was really awesome to me just to see people um, not just take, getting the free stuff, but also helping out the local comic book shops. You know, that's something not to be forgotten, especially with all the great movies we have. We wouldn't have these great movies without great written comics. And that's, that's important to know and, and important to respect. So I was really happy to see that. But then. The part, uh, like you said, that I saw a movie. I saw a movie by the name of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. How was it, Joel? Tell me. How was it? Okay. So I want to I wanna word this right. Keep us spoiler-free. 
I want to keep it spoiler free, and I will. Trust me, guys. You don't have to worry. <laughs> but I, I want to word this right because I know some people will hear my instant response and say, he loved it, he hated it just based on one thing. I want you to hear this fully through, guys. I like the movie. Okay, I'm going to say it again. I like this movie. I do not love this movie. Oh, oh man. Okay. I like the movie. I do not love this movie. I had to start off by saying, first of all, that I like it because I know the fanboys, fangirls, they'll hear this and they'll say, oh, Joel didn't like the movie. No, I like, first of all, I want to say, I like this movie. It's not that I dislike this movie by any standard. The first movie, and I don't want to, that's the thing. I, it's hard to really compare the two because they're two different movies. Um, and when you watch it, you'll see for yourself. If you haven't seen it already, please go out and see it. I, I, I really encourage you to see this movie. But uh, it, it, it's two different movies. And the first movie was lightning in a bottle. It just that that's just the fact of the matter. Oh. The way it was done, it was not only was it a really good movie, it was a, one of the greatest Marvel movies. Uh, it brought a lot of people in who said, "Hey, I didn't really like the other movies, but Guardians of the Galaxy brought them into the Marvel universe and made them say, oh, I really like this.'" And so, you know, and, and every every film is its own type. Is what I love about Marvel. They have the history films and they have these films and you know the fantasy films and all that. I love how they do that. So this movie is it's, it's unique and it's still a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. It still has the same flavor. It's not this far off thing. I don't want you to think that tonally it's the same. The Guardians of the Guardians. But there's some things in regards to story structure. There's some things in regards to what they did with specific characters that I didn't love the way I did in the first movie. Gotcha. Um, that's the part of it. But I like this movie a lot more than those little issues. So this that it's not like those issues that we go, oh, I don't like it. I like the movie so much because it it delivers, you know, some real some really cool scenes, um, some really Great scenes, you know. We, we get they they answer questions um, that we had from the last movie, and I like that. I don't like it when movies drag things out. You know, I don't like that with TV shows. I don't, you know, I also I don't like it when it's you know a one hit wonder. But I also like it when you know, and I, but I, and I don't like it when it's too far stretched out. But I did like that they that they utilize the time right to to tell certain things. They could have done some things a little bit better. Um, I just for, again, from a story and I can't get into it without giving spoilers. It, I, it's that important connected to his father and ego. There's some things there that, you know, we could have at the end of the movie where, you know, they, they're saying you know, this is something that they started the movie with and they end the movie with or something with ego. And there's a big sequence that's happening and where we should have had a feeling of sadness and, oh no, I can't believe this is happening. You don't really care too much you just like okay i just want to see the guardians do cool stuff and i gotta admit that last sequence of the movie i i, I can't spoil it it's amazing it's amazing um there's a lot of really really cool stuff of the way um they they battle and the way they they have to figure out what to do and something star lord does again i can't spoil it again but it does bring homage back to an original video game character so that's cool for those of you guys who have not seen it yet there's a really cool video game character that does show up in this movie uh homage to it i guess you'd say uh through peter quill so that that's really exciting i really liked um what they did uh, with with um what they did from a, a you know a standpoint with nebula and gamora i thought that was really powerful cool. they expand their characters a lot more 
And the one thing I will say about the Guardians of the Galaxy movies in their connection to the larger MCU, because that was something that, you know, for the last episode we talked about, I said, I, I was curious to see how it would set it up for not just the next Guardians movies, but now that they've been confirmed to be in the Infinity Wars, how is it going to be connected and to what effect? And without, I can't, you know, it's without spoiling anything, what I really have to say about these Guardians movies is that, you know, Marvel has not, Marvel has not really done much aside from showing us Thanos in the movies. They, they you know, they showed him, they showed us him in, in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie and, you know, the end of Age of Ultron and the end of the first Avengers movie, first right? Avengers, yeah. to, court, to court death. And so that was, that was cool. And those are really cool stuff. But they haven't really built the mythology of the character. He's kind of the the man out just out there that the name is mentioned, but you don't really understand like you know how evil is this guy really is. You know the, the Avengers have fought some bad guys. You know there's not much that they've developed with Thanos. They've not it's not like they've not done anything, but what they've done is it's minuscule. What I will say with the Guardians movies, what they did in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. They did a great job of setting up, I felt like, with their little stinger with having Thanos in the scene, you know, particularly the scene he where he's talking to Ronan and, and before he ends and he says, Come back to me again, empty handed boy, and I will bathe the Starways in your blood. And I you can just feel That's that. So oh man, you can just feel yeah. it. Oh my gosh, this this guy is a big bad, you know. This this is a tense. They have a sequence like that again, um, between Nebula and Gamora talking about Thanos. I won't spoil it. Uh, but they just with this one particular lining uh, conversational piece, they bring such a depth to Thanos's character, this wicked, terrible, mad titan of a character that we know from the comics. They do something in that moment, and you actually start to go, "Wow, wow!" And so okay. I have to give the Guardians of the Galaxy credit for what they've done in both movies now, where they've added to the mythology of Thanos for the MCU in a really amazing way. So those were some, that was some stuff that I really want to take away. You know, it's hard to talk about the movie without getting into too much detail. I will say this, if you're looking for Drax to have some, a big, big fight sequence with the team, you will be disappointed. Uh, um, he does, he does not fight much at all. He fights in the beginning of the movie. And then at the end of the movie, he, kind of just flies away. So he does, there's not really much what? action with his character. Come and that's on. just that's an example of some things that I was like, eh, you guys could have fixed. But I will say, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, it's a good movie. I like the movie. Go see the movie. See it for yourself. You'll have a good time. You'll leave happy. You'll leave happy. You won't be disappointed. I know that. Um, but there will be things that will stand out to you and go, uh, it's you know, not the same as other movies. Uh, and and you know what? It's 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 okay. It's fine. You know they had they had five post credit sequences. I can't confirm that that was true. <laughs> Stick around for them. There's one that really matters. Um, it was so funny because on the drive to the theater, I was talking with the people with me. I was talking to them about uh, you know this one particular character. I was like, oh, you know, it'd be cool. You know, he's in the Guardians mythology. It'd be so cool if he's somewhere down the line, maybe Guardians three or something. Well, they they uh they definitely have an interesting tidbit with that character, and I was very happy to to see that for a post credit stinger. So it makes sense of what they're doing. And then um, there's one also other thing. Again, I can't can't talk about it much, but there's a Stan Lee cameo, and it's, it's an important cameo because what it does between the Fox Marvel relationship or what we believe their relationship to be with between the two studios, talking about the deal that they made uh, for the Fantastic Four and the X Men. 
Uh, they have a character, char characters, I guess you'd say. You know, it's a group of people uh, that are in there with Stanley, and because of them being there, it makes you have to wonder what kind of deal did Fox and Marvel make to have this character, or what are the rights, the details between the rights? I'd love to know what those details are, and I'm sure we'll hear sooner than later, the same way we did with Ego the Living Planet and Deadpool. A lot of people don't know that, that Negasonic Teenage Warhead was a character that was traded by Marvel to Fox to get Ego the Living Planet to be in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. That was actually a trade. I didn't know that, so that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was a trade that happened. So you know something happened with this particular, again, I can't spoil it, but with this Stanley cameo, you know that there's some type of deal or I'm interested to know what the details are of the rights between these group of people i can't can't spoil it anymore guys but but go see it go see it that's cool so uh what's the the next uh mcu is uh spidey right in uh july that's right july july oh, we get okay. we get spidey coming out in july and then we have to wait till november for thor okay so, so mcu is moving pretty nice and of course you know next month we have wonder woman from a dc standpoint so yeah wonder woman is out on june 2nd so that's right uh, I may I may go catch that one. I really want to see Guardians. I know I'll end up buying it on Blu-ray. That's why they on the uh, for Guardians one. Um, I I knew the Guardians from the comics, and it's like oh, it's Guardians of the Galaxy. It's fine. So uh, I didn't watch it in the theater, um, but I bought it when it came out on Blu-ray. I bought it same day, and uh, that was a blessing surprise because I was not expecting that movie to be that great because it's it's so good. It's like it starts real good. It ends real good, you know. So uh, I mean, to hear that the second one's good, it's to me, it's 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 fine. Um, you know, I I would have wished it was great. Um, I've heard a lot of people really like it, and and uh, I heard that uh, the jokes are are pretty strong. So um, so I'm excited. I'll uh, uh, if I don't have a chance to check it out, I I'll definitely get it on Blu-ray when it comes out. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's the thing, you know, like you just said, that the second one is good. That's what matters because there's a lot of movies. I'm not going to name any, but there are a lot of movies that the first movie is really good. And the second movie, it, it's, it's a disaster. And then the third movie maybe is somewhat good or something. It's, I don't think that's the situation here. I think this movie's good. It's not the same level. But again, Guardians 1 was lightning in a bottle. So good. I mean, it's just, it was such. An amazing situation. And those are C-tier characters. No one knew who Drax the Destroyer was unless <laughs> no. they were ultra sweaty reading comic books. You I know. know. So most of the people that uh, uh, knew or, or knew about Rocket Raccoon knew from uh, from uh, Ultimate Marvel 3. Yep. Uh, Rocket Raccoon was in it. Uh, so um, so they that's that's how they knew you know it's like oh wait this is the raccoon that's on marvel so okay knowing who rocket raccoon is the same yeah. level as knowing who granny goodness is i mean <laughs> that's just the truth what's granny goodness jesus <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh anything else you did and played anything or uh just kept it uh i kept i kept movies? it on the kept it on the download man i had to know. i had to do that i had to i had to have some fun but also you know just just chill out and so that was that was some of the stuff you know that that I did from a side I think that would interest the uh, podcast people out there on the internet's cool all right man so uh uh mind if uh, if we join if we jump into uh 
some of the uh, some of the topics that uh, that we have for today. Let's do it. All right, awesome. So, uh, so the first thing that I want to talk about is uh, uh, sounds like Disney's cleaning house. It does. So, um, uh, so I don't know if you guys know. Uh, a few years ago, Disney bought Maker Studios for uh, almost a billion dollars, uh, and that's a billion with a B. Uh, so it was a pretty substantial uh, investment that Disney made on this, uh, on this collective, on this network uh, of uh, 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 content creators, uh, mostly for uh, YouTube uh, Maker Studios, mostly concentrated on uh, uh, on on video game uh, type of um, content for YouTube. So um, something happened in the last few months. We're not going to go into into a lot of details. It's you know it's 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 out there. Um, but uh, there was an incident with one of the uh, uh, with the uh, biggest YouTuber, uh, and uh, that caused uh, Disney to uh, pull advertising, uh, YouTube pulled advertising, and and you know canceled YouTube Red for this uh, particular user, and. Uh, and uh, it sounds like Disney is getting ready to uh, uh, to clean house, Joel. So, um, so yeah, what do you they think? Just, they let go of over fifty five thousand creators. Uh, it it's sounds pretty drastic, and I do feel bad for those that are involved from a business standpoint because we look at the product, but we don't. A lot of times, we don't think of the behind the scenes. So mm -hmm. you know. Definitely, you know, feel for those individuals out there, you know, that that are relying on the Disney relationship and the Disney funding, you know, to keep it frank. But yeah. what I will say is, this makes total sense from Disney's standpoint. And what we're your, are we the consumers supposed to believe who Disney is as a brand? They've always been a family-friendly business, and I actually remember, um, I, rem I I saw the the quote um, that they had here. From Disney, he said, "There's no confusion about what the Disney brand stands for and who the Disney brand is for." And I think that yeah. clearly states what's going on here. They don't want you to see these creators who are creating content independently, but they have a relation, even though it's not the name of Disney. It was Maker Studio, Maker Studios, right? Yeah. But it's just something where they're trying to say, "Look." If these guys are doing this stuff, and people find out, and people did find out with other situations, other creators. They don't want it to hurt their brand. People saying, oh, so that's what Disney supports. So yeah. they want to make sure that it's stuff that they can control, they can filter, and they will do that with their own network now. So uh, uh, they're, uh, they're going to transition um, pretty much what was Maker Studios is going to be known uh, now as uh, the uh, Disney the Disney Digital Network. Network, yep. Uh, and uh, that would basically uh, encompass all of uh, Disney's uh, uh, digital uh, venues, uh, including Maker Studios, uh, what's interesting to me, Joel, is that uh, it sounds like um, will Disney let go of this uh, of, of uh, uh, fifty-five thousand content creators from YouTube? Uh, um, you know, they're not going to be supporting them anymore. Uh, and uh, but what's interesting to me is that uh, going with the branding, uh, it it looks like they're they're looking to convert some of this some of the larger guys into disney branded uh uh outlets um they Absolutely. Uh, 
Yeah, they have a series of shows. Of course, the uh, uh, the uh, the Star Wars uh, uh, show will continue. Oh yeah, uh, you know, and it's there's going to be a new show called Science and Star Wars. Um, there's another show called Oh My Disney. It's a comedy show, comedy sketches. I'm probably going to be something like a sketches from Disney Channel. Uh, you know, uh, you know some of the uh, uh, you know comedies they do there. Uh, Club Mickey Mouse, uh, Disney IRL. Uh, you know they 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 have a lot of things that they're they're looking to do. Uh, Comedio, when uh, Disney did this purchase for uh, Maker, oh, and then they'll they'll still keep us. Uh, uh, Maker will still or what was Maker uh, will continue to uh, provide uh, uh, video game centric entertainment uh, on YouTube. Uh, but uh, man, talk about not getting your uh, return for investment. Uh, oh yeah, they spent all this money buying these companies and buying Maker, and uh, and uh, now you know basically restructuring, which is not uncommon for Disney to do. Uh, I mean, they it's they they've done that in the past where they you know buy a a, a video game studio, for example, uh, um, and uh, uh, and they either disband everyone in a couple of years or you know redo everything or reincorporate you know. Uh, that team into a different team uh so uh you know it's nothing new for disney to do but uh uh considering the uh the uh total investment they made uh to purchase these guys um it's uh it's it's pretty crazy i mean disney has you know s <laughs> double double s tier money so it's fine yeah they're, they're, uh, they're doing just fine <clears throat> Yeah, but uh, but it's pretty interesting. So uh, it, it's in, it's interesting, but it, this is a situation where it comes down to this: the dollar versus the brand. They looked at the situation and they understood. Yes, we have something here. I think it's working. I don't think it was having like it was doing bad from a, from a money standpoint. But they understand that their brand could be at risk because of certain PR circumstances, and they yeah. chose the brand over the money at this moment because they understand if the brand's affected, then the money can be affected later on. And I think that's just a bigger picture of looking at it. And so it makes sense. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they're going to make the decision that's best for them. And guess what? Disney, they're, they're smart when it comes to this stuff. They're still, it's not like they're yeah. canceling. It's not like they're going drastic and they're saying, look, we're just, we're, we're creating our own network here and we're canceling some of your favorite stuff. They're not going to get people angry in that way. I think this is more of telling people who are angry with, some of the creators they were with saying, look, we're, we've taken care of this. Like you don't have to talk about us in that way because it's just, that problem is done. It's over. It's fine. Just move on. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they're, they're just being cautious because of what happened, uh, you know, and, and it got out there through, you know, wall street journal and, and other outlets that, you know, Disney owns maker studios and this person at maker studios is making this type of content uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't blame Disney for making this type of decision either and trying to consolidate this, you know, this outlets. But, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, if uh, if if you were happen, if you happen to be, uh, uh, if you if you're a listener and you happen to be one of those guys affected, you know, uh, by uh, by the changes, you know, good luck out there, and uh, you know, there's still some uh, some other, you know. Uh, studios out there so good luck to you absolutely absolutely for sure 
Uh, so yeah, let's move into I guess the next topic here on a different note. Uh, this is in uh, from the gaming side. Those of you who are going to get to know me more through this podcast, you'll know that a personal hobby of mine, franchises from a gaming side, is the Assassin's Creed uh, franchise. Yeah. And Assassin's Creed is, you know, it, it is its own thing. It's not loved from a, this is this pioneering technology or anything of that. It, it was when it came. It was when it came out. Um, it, it was when it came out. Exactly. <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. But um, you know, it, it's people kind of looked at it as okay. They're you know re- repeating the same stuff, whatever. But I I love the franchise. I love those the history. I'm a, I'm big on on those things, and so I I enjoy it. And and I'm excited to know that there are leaks coming out. Eurogamer reported this that it looks like we're gonna have a new game coming out very soon called Assassin's Creed Origins. Uh, this is something that I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more in depth when we come into our E3 you know, predictions uh, episode. But we just wanted to include this in here as well to let you guys know that it does appear there's already been some screenshots that leaked out in regards to this game. Uh, it, looks, it looks really good. It looks really interesting. It's interesting that's called Assassin's Creed Origins. Because uh, WWGN was the one who who leaked this. WWG.com, excuse me, uh, was the ones that put this out there from the report from their sources, and Eurogamer also put it out there this this last week. But it's interesting because Assassin's Creed Origins. We assume that they're talking about the beginning, the beginning of this franchise, the beginning of how the assassins began. It's something that people have tried to wonder for for a while. How did this brotherhood, this creed? people who stood behind this specific uh, fight for justice for the people. And so now it seems like we'll get that story being told through Assassin's Creed Origins. And remember, they took off an entire year to not make any games after Syndicate. They wanted to get back into the storytelling, get back to the things that the fans love, take time to really review. They did release a movie between that time, but they just wanted, for the game standpoint, they wanted to focus on the game. And it looks like they are. So I'll be interested to find out when it comes into E3 what we see from it because I'm sure it's going to be there. And we'll talk more about that during our, our E3 predictions. But I just wanted to throw that out there. It's it's Assassin's Creed Origins, guys. It looks like it's coming, and it's coming soon, and I'm excited. Yeah, what I found out interesting about that is that it's in uh, Egypt, I guess. Yes. <clears throat> so... Um... I don't know. It, and if it's an origin story, so this is going super way back. Uh, um, so are you are you going to be climbing obelisks? I, I'm assuming. Oh yeah, I would think. I would think. I mean, you you would think they're going to be climbing. You know, it would be funny if they start climbing the pyramids and whatnot. I mean, oh, I, they probably will. Yeah, that, if that's they that's going to be interesting to see. Maybe that will be where the leap of faith happens. You know, from the top of a pyramid. Uh, I don't know. The first, the first ever leap of faith. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and the Egypt thing was rumored from Kutaku from a while back. They, I remember when they had talked about it. So it's being confirmed now. I mean, it's just a matter of time now with all this information coming out. What more we hear? And I'm, they would be smart to wait till E3 to put out the official trailer and stuff. Yes, there might be a leaked image, but let this build anticipation. Yeah. So should be interesting. We'll we'll find out. You know, probably in about a, about a month or so. So we'll see. That's right. Yeah, so, uh, so Joe, guess what? What happened? If you, if you release good video games, people will buy them. 
No wonder. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, Square Enix uh, posting uh, uh, a, a pretty good year for 2016. Uh, uh, they, they've always done well in Japan, but uh, they did struggle for uh, for a couple of years um, uh, uh, over in the U.S. and uh, not not sure how, how they did it over in Europe. Uh, but uh, but uh, it looks like uh, they're they're overall they're about twenty percent. Uh, uh, there's a twenty percent jump in uh, their sales uh, and uh, in uh, in their income. So uh, and that seems to be seems to be about twenty percent across the board. That's great on, dude. Uh, on everything. So yeah, uh, like like I said on on episode zero, uh, Final Fantasy fifteen. I absolutely adore that game. That game is so good. Um, I haven't finished it yet. I'm not gonna lie, but I really enjoyed what I played from it. I wish I had more time because I really want to start a new game plus and and keep doing like the you know the time events and and all that. But you know, I know Persona is gonna take 110 hours of me, so <laughs> I really want to concentrate on that and and get it done as soon as I can. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it looks like most of their uh, stuff came in from. Uh, uh, from Final Fantasy, Rise of the Tomb Raider seemed to seem to do pretty good on on both uh, 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 the uh, Xbox One and uh, the PS4 version that came out, uh, you know, uh, last year. So um, the uh, and, and their mobile uh, seems to be doing really good. I I knew their mobile was solid in Japan, and 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 you know, cell phone games in Japan, mobile games in Japan are 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 gigantic yep. uh you know you think they're big here you have no idea how big they are over there um so but it looks like their mobile games did uh really well uh over here too so uh good for them but on the same side one game that was really good last year that a lot of people loved uh hitman uh <laughs> so they're parting weights with uh io interactive uh which are the creators of hitman uh and uh i guess uh io came to be under square enix when square enix bought idos uh so it was part of draft of that transaction when uh they purchased idos uh about what uh, i want to say about five years ago maybe um and uh but this is really interesting because this game uh Everyone really liked it, and I think it did really well uh, sales-wise. There was a lot of buzz around it, so a lot of people played it. Um, there's no, unfortunately, you don't have any fi uh, sales figures, uh, but uh, there's a really interesting uh, um, uh, quote uh, from uh, uh, Square Enix, uh, and I'm just going to read it. And this is uh, sure, from yeah. the uh, yeah, this is from the article from Kotaku. Um, uh, but this is a quote from Square Enix. It's like, well, whilst there's, what, whilst there can be no guarantees that the negotiations will be concluded successfully, uh, they are being explored since they are in the best interest of our shareholders, the studio, and the industry as a whole. So whatever that means, it's like, are they parting ways? Are they not? Are they looking for investors? Uh, I don't know. So this is really weird. Uh, so I know that we'll hear. Uh, about this uh, a little bit more, uh, you know. 
and, and maybe this is a fight through the media too a little bit. I mean, maybe this is something that they there's some type of other news that's going to come out that's going to tell us more about what's going on behind the scenes and we'll yeah. find out more because if they're saying, well, we're letting it go, but we also understand how important it is, you know, to our shareholders and those in the business, you know, this, this franchise. So there's got to be something more that would keep them because if they wanted to cut ties, they would figure out another way around it. So I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see what, what comes out of it. Yeah, so uh, so the same thing, uh, Square Enix did a, 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 a very similar thing with, uh, with United Front Games. Uh, they're develop- they're uh, the guys that developed Sleeping Dogs. Uh, Sleeping Dogs did really well, both critically and uh, sales-wise, uh, and they did the same thing. Uh, I think these guys went on to do like an MMO of sorts, and uh, and that didn't do good, and then uh, Square Enix just closed the studio. So, I think I think there ha- there it s- sounds to me like they they do have their stuff together uh, in Japan, uh, but there seems to be some sort of uh, you know issue going on with uh, with uh, the uh, IDOS team or or in the Europe team. So uh, so we'll see um you know good luck to the io guys they these guys are very talented so uh i'm sure i'm sure they can you know i'm sure someone else will take hitman you know oh i'm sure and and uh you know the hitman's uh it's a pretty big uh uh um franchise so uh uh good luck to them and uh we'll see what they got on the in the future so for sure for yeah. sure definitely definitely and and so you know with that all being said the next topic Moving in back into the comic book space here, some interesting news from Marvel and DC. Looking back on April, the numbers coming out, we saw that Marvel's Secret Empire was the number one comic book in sales for the month of April. However, they did lose to DC from an overall standing standpoint from the figures because... And it's a really interesting scenario when you look at it, the top 10 uh, comic books that came out for the month of April. And this particular order came out Secret Empire, Batman number 21, X-Men Gold issue 1, X-Men Blue issue 1, Flash issue 21, Batman 20, Batman issue 21, Star Wars 30, Weapon X issue 1, Walking Dead uh, issue 166, and Flash number 21, issue 21. It's interesting in this way because, yes, Marvel releases this empire, Secret Empire, and it's number one. It sells a lot. But what DC did to keep themselves in from a business standpoint, this is quite clever. They have, as many of you know, the DC rebirth that's uh, you know, going on right now from their comics and and they have a series of Batman and the Flash. And what they did is if you look at these figures, the second overall is Batman issue 21. Uh, and then the fifth one is Batman issue tw- – sorry, Flash issue 21. These are both the exact same comics. But the reason why they're both – why it's listed twice on here is because they released two different covers for the comics, one with Batman – holding uh, the, the famous Watchmen button, and the other one with the Flash holding the famous Watchmen button. And so collectors, which is the fanboys and fangirls that are in the community, 
you know, they, they saw it and said, well, we can't just have one, so we got to have both. And that's why they are up there from the sense of overall that they sold that many that many comics overall from DC, the publisher. Um, even though Marvel, yes, they did have the number one comic book, they didn't win from a standpoint of overall because, you know, they only had four, from what I see here, in the top 11, and DC had five. Uh, comic books, even though two of them are the exact same thing. It's just the the cover. So it's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So uh so to to us that are not super well versed on uh on uh, on comic books, uh what was uh what was Secret Empire? Was that the uh the uh Captain America says Hell Hydra meme that was going on? That was yes Secret okay, Empire so Secret Empire was the one with so they had before that they had the just the the Captain America series that was going on leading into what was going on with Secret Empire. This was the official ramifications of that, the bigger storyline connected to yeah. that initial Hill Hydra. So now okay. uh, this is tying in all the characters in the comics now, figuring out what's going on. And this is this was actually Marvel's answer to the DC Rebirth because the DC Rebirth, you know that that was. A huge, you know, huge selling point. They knew a lot of people would say, "Okay, now they're starting new. What's what's going on?" Especially now that they brought Watchmen into their world of of comics. You know, when they had Doctor Manhattan, but Marvel said, "You know what? What's the easier way to get themselves in the game from a standpoint of people wanting to read what they have? Take one of the most popular characters, Captain America, make him say Hail Hydra." And right there, they have the number one comic book just from that and it alone. I mean, that that's just the way it went. Yeah, so it, it's that thing went battle. viral. Yeah, that thing went viral. It was everywhere. I remember, you know, memes that came out out of it, and uh, that was that was that was pretty hot on the internet for uh, for a few weeks. It was perfect timing too, because it was yeah. right after uh, Civil War. It was, yeah. So yeah. you have people thinking of the movies. So when they hear Captain America says Hail Hydra, and they're saying that he's always been a Hydra agent, they're thinking of the movies right away, and they're like, "What does this mean?" Yeah, that what was a, that this- was. That was a pretty good marketing move, man. The timing uh, was perfect, but yeah, they 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 really planned it out uh, really well. So you know, but but the thing yeah. is, the thing is, people people like us, we know you read these things. There's no way this guy is. I mean, they, that would be oh, a yeah, terrible yeah. maneuver. Wasn't it like the next issue? They they revealed that it was you know it was that it was like not really you know. Yeah, it was a cosmic cube. Spoiler yeah. alert. You know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I won't go any further. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, so, uh, so Joe, uh, you know I love Street Fighter. Yes, I do. Uh, there's a new character uh, coming to Street Fighter Five, Ed. Ed, uh, who is the uh, the young kid that uh, I don't know if he I can't remember if he got abducted by Balrog at the end of Street Fighter Four or or he was a Balrog uh, a Balrog uh, you know groupie. But uh, but he's a he's a Shadowloo officer now and. Uh, and he's a boxer, and he kicks, so, <laughs> uh, which is very interesting because uh, usually on fighting games, when you have a boxer character, like say again Balrog and uh, Dudley on, on Street Fighter, uh, and then Steve Fox on Tekken, they they don't kick. So, uh, Skess Boxer has kicks, has some really interesting mix-ups. Uh, it looks like he has uh, like a, a pool move where. He can, you know, pull you from midair, or has like some sort of grab and 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 throw move. So it looks very interesting. Um, and I gotta say, when I watched the reveal trailer for him, I love that 
that uppercut punch, man. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that uh, that super looks really flashy. It looks really good. So, and I really look. I really like. He moves really fluidly, and and I really like that. Uh, also, that trailer was hype. That music was was real good. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, so it, I I haven't gotten back into Street Fighter Five. I've been out of it for oh, man over six months, and uh, and I haven't gotten any of the new season two characters. Uh, so uh so we'll see i mean this is very interesting to me uh, i may get back into it uh I, I i really don't feel like buying that season two pack right now it's it's a wise choice just because i really want to see what what else they include with it um but uh but i think i might get back into it uh you know i i've been watching a, a few street fighter videos uh during this week and I was like, man, I, I kind of miss it, and I don't mean I, I don't I don't miss the saltiness of you know me losing and other <laughs> people getting beat and getting salty at me. So I don't miss that, but uh, but you know, it's uh, it's good. I mean, it's it's it's, it's thrilling. It's exciting. So, question for you, yeah. real quickly, is you know I know obviously you're more into the mechanics of it and the way these guys move the power moves, but it is always cool to see how these guys look. I know some people I saw were complaining about the look of Ed. I mean, they said they liked his hoodie look better. Do, does yeah. it matter to you? Do you, do you, are you like, yeah, I wish it would have been the hoodie. I mean, what's your, what's your thoughts? No, on that? Well, the, the hoodies included on the DLC on the, on the season pass. So the, you know, he does have the hoodie costume. Uh, I, I do like the hoodie better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah um and uh, and it's certain characters have certain looks uh you know so, sometimes their default look isn't great but their dlc uh you know costumes are 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 really really good uh versus you know uh man can they still, still haven't fixed that face man and that banana hair uh but i i think his default like clothes are are the best and i really don't like the dlc ones uh but uh, and uh, yeah, uh, a lot of people complain about about. I was like, oh, I like the hoodie better. I was like, well, just just use the hoodie. Yeah, you yeah. Know, so you're gonna keep it anyway. The DLC. Exactly. It's like you just use that one. That's fine. You know, if you like the character, you'll probably end up some sort of costume anyway. So just buy that one. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a costume a dollar. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, if if it's not included with with you know piecemeal, or you can buy it with the five money. Um, but, uh, there, uh, uh, I, I believe that there's a, a, a beta this weekend and, uh, and it's going to be playable if you signed up for the beta. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, uh, I'm thinking about getting back into it. I, I, I spent over 200 bucks in that fight stick and it's, I haven't used it in over six months. And I, 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 you know, man, my conscience, it's not, not letting me live. But uh, but we'll see, we'll see. It's just that I now during the summer and I may have a, a little bit more time. I may buy, may get back into it. Um, you know, even if it's just playing some uh, uh, non-ranked uh, matches and just to just to you know, just to not forget. But uh, mechanically, that game's really good. It's just you know, it's unfortunate that they botched that launch so bad as they did. And I know. And, uh, that game was really bare bones when it came out, and that's a shame. But you know, although I do feel that the fans are, are still there, I feel like you know they're not happy with it, but they 
Oh yeah, I mean oh, it's yeah. still it's still the number one fighting game. Yeah, uh, but we'll see how it goes this year because this year we have uh, Injustice coming out soon, and uh, oh yeah, and then uh, Marvel comes out, you know, in September. So, uh, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, isn't that ironic? DC and Marvel again, even fighting in the gaming yeah, industry. We get to see we get to see in Marvel, right? Oh, oh my goodness, God. these guys. Yeah. Uh, I, and they they both. I mean, they're both very different games. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, uh, but from from what I've seen on Injustice, other than uh, people complaining about how the Joker looks, uh, it's it's everything looks really solid. So, which spoiler alert? It's not the same Joker from the con. It's it's a, it's a different guy. It's not you know what I mean? It, like it, it's, it's another jo- iteration of Joker. It, it is, yeah. So. so some people were saying that it was uh, um uh. Um. Oh my God! The dead Robin. Jesus. What's oh, his name? Yeah. Easy man. Yeah. No. It's. It's. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know exactly. I know exactly what you mean. It. It. it I don't want to spoil much because for those who didn't play the first one, but there is definitely a connection there in regards to who he is in the Batman mythology. And yeah. so, yeah. I mean, I don't care how he looks too much myself. I mean, I'd be lying if I said he looks great. But you know, he, he's, he's there. Yeah. So and, and it's interesting because um, um, uh, Red Hood is one of the uh, DLC characters. So yes, he um, is. So I don't know. So you know, people that that, that were saying that uh, you know uh, the Joker was um, Jason Todd. I got it, Jason Todd. I I, so, I knew you were saying that, but I didn't want to say it just in case you know. <laughs> I don't uh, want people come get. On, this, is, this is common knowledge now, Joe. I mean, it has been out for a while. It has it been out for a while. And in the comics, we know Jason Todd, Red Hood story. But if the Red Hood's in there. Yeah, so it can't be. It that can't, can't be. be. Yeah. It's... So, yeah. And spoilers, if you if you didn't read or or see any of the uh, first uh, Injustice, Superman punches Joker oh, he through, gets... through the chest. That's and, the opening of the game. I that's mean, the opening of the game. Yeah. yeah. So and that's why there's speculation that this is a different Joker. So we'll see. Uh, um, but looks looks good. <laughs> They're trying to make him make make him look more like Jared Leto. I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Branding. Yep. Yeah. So another interesting tidbit. I'm just I'll quickly just glance over this and then we'll move into the next um, gaming part. I know you want to talk about, but just real quickly, you know, side news is that you know Marvel is having a new Deadpool series come out on television from FXX, uh, FXP. So they're going to have this animated series come out produced by Donald Glover, who did Atlanta and is also going to be in the Spider-Man Homecoming movie. Uh, un- we don't know what his role is going to be, but I know he did also the voice of Miles Morales in the animated Spider-Man. He's going to be... He's gonna be Lando on the Han Solo movie, and he will be Lando in Han Solo movie. Yeah. So it's interesting to see he's in the producing game here. They didn't say if he's gonna actually, at least from what I saw in the the press release, they didn't say if he's actually gonna do any voice work in it. But he is producing this this new television series, Deadpool uh, animated. It's gonna be ten episodes, and so yeah, we'll wait to see. That's all the information we have now, but we'll wait to see what that is. I mean, it's it's interesting to see. I'm. I'm I'm not sure you know I'm some of those things I'll probably see the trailer for it I probably won't watch it in honesty uh, you know I I I don't even watch the Spider-Man animated show <laughs> uh, you know I 
I'm one of those people, if I watch something, it has to be connected a little bit more. You know, if I watch animated, I'm watching uh, Star Wars Rebels, you know, because I know that is actual canon to the yeah. films. Did you ever watch the uh, the Spider-Man from the 90s? To... Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. That, that, was, that was real good. Yeah, I did. I actually, um, I found a bunch of those on YouTube and just watched and it's it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think the uh, uh, I'm not sure, but I think the uh, uh, Disney XD placed them. Uh, I'm not sure. I know that they do the new series and the new Avengers and whatnot, but I'm almost certain I saw something on Disney XD with the old uh, Spider-Man series. So, well, they are. Yeah. That is another thing. You know, I know we'll wait till they officially announce what it is, but they did say that they're you know they canceled the the Sp- Ultimate Spider-Man show that they have on XD. Again, I didn't really watch it, wasn't really into it, but they did cancel it, but they did announce that they have a new Spider-Man series. Perfect timing with Spider-Man Homecoming coming out. So this probably the same thing they're doing here with Deadpool. They have a Deadpool movie coming out. People are excited about this character. Not a character that people knew who he was until the movie came out. Uh, but yeah, yeah. you know, but that's that's basically what Marvel's doing also with Spider-Man now. So, you know, they they have the, the Homecoming movie come out, and then I'm sure we'll see that reflect in this new spider-man animated series that's in production now as well all right good stuff good stuff well, Donald glover is pretty funny so so at least the writing should be should be pretty good yeah i mean he's producing it so i'm sure whoever he hires will be will be good yeah so uh so joe last uh, last point we have here uh, uh vanquish is coming out for pc um, it's being ported yeah uh in my personal opinion, Vanquish is the best shooter of last generation of consoles of the yeah. PS3 360 era. Uh, this game is so good. Not a lot of people played it. Uh, I, st- I, I have a copy. Uh, I was able to get a copy pretty cheap, actually, um, a few years ago. Uh, and it's coming to PC. Uh, this is going to be unlock frame rate, unlock resolution. You can play it however you want. Uh, you know, it's a phenomenal cover shooter, you know, uh, it, it's hard. It's, you know, it, it's really well designed. So, uh, this is, uh, this is good stuff. So, uh, um, uh, so for those of you that, uh, don't know, uh, uh, this is platinum games, platinum games came from, you know, uh, Clover team from Capcom basically. Uh, and, uh, this game was directed by Chinji Mikami, who is the creator of Resident Evil. And, uh, he also directed Resident Evil 4, which is my probably my number three favorite game ever. <laughs> so uh, um, uh, Vanquish is real good. Guys, if you have a PC, decent PC, uh, really get this game. Enjoy it. comes out May 25th uh, on Steam. And uh, so, uh, yeah. It's cool to see something that's was on you know 360 and ps3 something that is very much in the past of gaming now you know it, we've moved on to the next generation but it's cool to see it's not forgotten and that it, it's going to be introduced now for those that are saying hey we want it on pc you, you know how pc fanboys are so yeah you know, they're, they're, no, they're it, getting it this game is real this game's real good so i'm hoping uh i'm not i'm not a pc gamer uh but i'm hoping that they they re-release it on on PS4 and Xbox One, and same with uh, with the first Bayonetta that was released a, a few weeks ago on on PC 
you know, running on 4K. Uh, I, yeah. I hope they release it because I'd buy it again. I have would, both. I have both on PS3, but I'll buy them again. I don't care. <laughs> you would have to think that it's easily possible to do too. If they're oh, yeah. putting it to PC, I mean, it's not like it's not like it's created exclusively on PC, and then they'd have to, you know, do some work to it to make it go to PS4 or Xbox One. But you know, now you know it was on a previous generation console, so they've they've done that already on PlayStation with several games where they've you know, have their remastered edition. It, yep. I don't think it'd be hard at all for it to be done. Yeah. I just don't know, you know, maybe if does it make sense to them from a business financial side, that probably would come into it too. If, is it even being questioned, you know, asked for, for them to mass produce that? I, I don't know, but... Even, even if it's a digital release, uh, I'll be happy with that. True. Uh, you know, um, yeah, these games are real good, so... Uh, so I wish I wish it came out on console, but if you have a PC, man, really enjoy you know get this, enjoy it because it's it's real good. It's a really good shooter. For um, sure, you know, it's a shame that not a lot of people played it uh, because it's 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 really really good. So, uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. Joel, you got anything else? Yeah, that that's all I got too. I mean, there's so much that we can always talk about, but I feel like those are some of the top uh, stories. In regards to both the comic book movie, television, games, I know we went through really good. And I know we're really looking forward to E3. We're really looking forward to when we talk more about those things more in depth. So I know next episode is going to be really interesting. You know, this is bi-weekly, this show. So you'll have to wait. and It won't be out next week. We'll be out the week after that. Yep. Um, and so look out, look out for that, you know, and, and also what we also want to encourage our listeners to do is, you know, we would love to hear from you guys. So make sure you also shoot us, shoot us an email, no low time at gmail.com. Cause what we would do at this point of the show, if we have, you know, good questions come through, whether it's through Twitter, Facebook, or email, we, we can also address those things additionally as well on the show. So at this point we, we would do that on the show. Um, so we'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah, uh, and uh, any suggestions for you know topics that you guys want us to talk about, uh, feel free. You know, uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, drop us a line at you know no time at gmail dot com. Um, just a, a reminder that uh, this podcast is available uh, on is available on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Yep. Uh, and you can always visit www.nolowtime.com uh, and uh, you'll find the episodes there as well. Uh, so, Joe, uh, two things before before we go. So uh, uh, we have another anniversary today. Uh, and uh, today we, uh, we're recording on May 11th. Uh, May 11th, 1993. I may be wrong. I may have screwed up. Give me one second. <laughs> to the Googles. To the Googles. To the Googles. While, he, while he does that, I also <laughs> wanted to give a quick shout out here. We're really thankful to Max Prime Reviews. Uh, we really want to say thank you to you for the shout out on Twitter. Um, you know, he's he's a YouTuber. Uh, he's a TV reviewer for comic books and superhero TV. So check him out on YouTube, guys. Uh, he's great. MaxPrimeMedia.com. You can find him. And so thanks for that shout-out as we started the show last 
you know, last week with episode zero. So thank you, Max Prime. Yeah. Survey time, Max. Remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, sorry, Joe. Uh, May 11th, 1995. And I should know this uh, because it's one of my favorite consoles ever. That was the U.S. release for uh, the uh, Sega Saturn. Ah. Uh, so uh, so um, today we're celebrating, uh, you know, the anniversary of the U.S. release of the Sega Saturn. I uh, really have fun memories. Uh, I think I played this thing until it died. It was great. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm actually looking to see if I can get one uh, not too expensive uh, before they get, they get uh, you know, up there. Uh, but uh, fun memories. This thing was, uh, you know, really underrated, and and it's unfortunate what you know Sega did to their U.S. Um, uh, uh, market by you know prohibiting all those awesome games to come out of here. So uh, I know that the uh, Saturn in Japan had a pretty long and strong life. You know, unfortunately, that wasn't the case for the U.S. So yeah, happy birthday, Sega Saturn in the U.S. Oh, that's yeah. that's awesome, man. That 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 is great. Yeah, and the last thing we have, uh, we are going to have a song of the show. Yes, we are. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, uh, look uh, to uh, my favorite um, video game uh, tracks of uh, you know classic games, modern games, uh, and uh, and uh, we'll leave you a, a song at the at the end of the show. So. Uh, this song to me is uh, is of great importance because not only is really really good, uh, but uh, it was really technically impressive uh, when uh, this thing, song came out. Uh, this is from 1992, uh, composed by Yuzo Koshiro for Streets of Rage 2 for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive, uh, and uh, it's a phenomenal song, really impressive. Um, the uh, sound chip on the Sega Genesis wasn't great. So, uh, so what he did with his, uh, 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 with his limited technology was uh, pretty amazing. So, uh, he, and this is, uh, uh, the name of this title is Go Straight, Stage 1. And we will see you guys on the uh, next episode. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, have a great one. Thanks, guys. See you next time.